This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. Well, we started talking last week about, you know, uh, speak life. And that's what we want to continue to do. But uh, just going to let you know, at the end of the service, we're going to take up an offering. (laughs) I'm just going to see if you're pro or you're con, you know, about that. But what I'm going to do is take up an offering. I don't know if I'll be able to give them out to you or maybe just come around the altar There'll be some cards and some pens and some buckets. And I want you to write down your favorite verse. That's what I want you to offer to me. One of your favorite verses, you can offer more than one if you want. And we're going to put a list together of some of our favorite verses to pass out to the rest of you next week. And uh, it is absolutely amazing and life-changing Certain verses you read, you go, I never knew that was in the Bible. If that's true, that changes things. Is that true? It does. So at the end of the service, I'm going to ask for an offering. And I'm asking you to offer me one of your favorite verses. And if you don't have one, you can pick out one that I use tonight. So nobody will be totally stumped, right? And uh, next week, I would like to remind you, we've, we've taught it several times. We've taught it in big groups. We've taught it in the pulpit. We've taught it in connections course. We've taught it in people's homes. In our home, just how to memorize scripture. It's one of the most powerful things you can do for you, for your family, for your business, for your health, for your future. It only takes a very few moments to teach you, and you go, oh, wow, that's almost like cheating. But it's not, you know. So we'll, we'll go through that again briefly next week as well. <clears throat> but I just want to thank, uh, you know, Dan and Katie, who are my neighbors, my next-door neighbors, uh, for sharing what God's doing in their lives and all. But let me, uh, I'm going to read a couple of verses tonight that's just a little bit of a review, but it's in a different setting. It's a little bit of, of what we talked about last week, but it's in a different setting So we talked last week about speak life, and we learned how to do that. If you didn't get that, if you weren't here, you know, they're free. Ask somebody at the Connections desk to get you one. It's free, DVD. Watch it, listen to it. It's how you can change your life, your family, your children, your health, your finances, your future. Guaranteed, it changes things. I promise you, it'll change things if you'll take it to heart. And in Deuteronomy chapter 30 the first verse we started with last week, it talks about a choice. And it says here, today I have given you the choice. This is God speaking. Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. How do you end up with one of these? Think about it now. You're going to end up with death or blessings, life or curses. How are you going to end up with it? It's a choice. Who's going to make it? Is it okay if your neighbor makes a choice for you? No. 
These are personal things you want to make a choice about because we've already made choices by not making a choice. But he says, today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. See, God's watching over your choices. He really is, and he encourages you which way to go. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Now, would you like to know what one of the devil's very favorite poems is? It sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never harm me. Let me tell you, that's a lie from the fits of hell. Words do harm us, and words do help us. They really do. And it's important what words that we choose, because you know you've been hurt by somebody who said something, haven't you? And, and, and it impacts us, and it can completely change the outcome of our life by words that we hear. Anyhow, says it, and these are some I've read already, but in Proverbs 18.21, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of your words. Your words to you and your words to your family to your, and your words toward the people that you work with or associate with. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We've already talked about it, but they are either productive or destructive. The words you said since last week have been productive words or destructive words. Because all of our words are going to do one or the other. It really is, you know. Um, a positive word makes you feel good. A negative word leaves you feeling depressed and defeated. Words release energy. A single word can turn you on or can turn you off. A negative word can diffuse your enthusiasm for a project. A positive word releases energy, positive energy, and becomes a creative force. Our words have creative power. And I want to encourage you not to say things like against yourself. You ever say things against yourself? Don't do that no more, okay? Seriously, don't do that. I mean, people say stuff like, well, I'll never succeed. You know, uh, I'll never make it. You know, I'm, I'm a loser. And a thousand other things you can say about yourself. Don't say anything negative about yourself because words can harm you. Life and death is in the power of your tongue, not just speaking words about other people or other situations, but about speaking words over yourself. It hinders us greatly. So let's just don't do that anymore. Proverbs 6, 2, it says, You're snared by the words of your mouth. You are trapped by the words you say. And if you say, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it, a lot of times, you can't do it, for real. You know, when you say you're this or that, but when you start speaking what God's word says about yourself, it is amazing the transformation that will come about in your own life. You were created with this ability uh, to speak life. God gave it to you when you were born because you're created in his image, you know. 
It's really, if we're not careful with our words, we'll talk ourselves out of reaching our dreams. That's just the truth of it, you know? Oh, nah, I could never do that. I couldn't do that. Have you ever said something of that nature? Just a simple, oh, no, I couldn't do that. And you're, you're trapped. You've said it so many times. It's become a belief. It, it changes you on the inside. It says in Isaiah 57, 19, God said, I create the fruit of the, well, what do you think the fruit of the lips would be? Words. And God says, I create the fruit of the lips, says the Lord. And we really got to send our words out, you know, in the way we want to go. Now, uh, I don't, did we get that video clip ready? Okay, we got just a little minute video clip. I want you to watch of this little girl getting ready to ski down this major cliff. I'll be fine. Have fun. I'll do it. Well, here goes something, I guess. Okay, you can do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump. You got it. Whoa, my ski's slipping off. Just remember, never snowplow, okay? No snowplows. Keep it straight and you'll be fine. Okay. You can do on the 20. Straight. Do you go faster on the end run? A little bit. A little bit? Yeah. Is it any steeper, do you think? Not same, much. Same steepness, it's just longer. Well, just longer. Just longer, just a bigger 20, that's all. Yep. Have it's fun. A bigger 20. Go ahead. You got this. I got it. It's fine. You'll, you'll be fine. Okay. Here. The longer you wait, you'll be more scared. I go. freaks yeah. you out. That's the only thing. It's so fun. Huh? 60 seems like nothing now. Whoa! She talked herself through the process. If you need a friend to kind of coach you into doing something, you can be that friend. Did you know that? Yes, I can do this. And she was saying that, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go, you know. But we can, if we're full of God's word, we can speak the right words because you just never know how much the hundreds of times that we say, I'm this away or I'm that away or I can't or I, this or that. The hundreds of times we say that, it snares us, it entraps us. And we need to begin to speak the opposite of that. We need to, not telling a lie, but we need to speak what God's word has to say. And God's word is amazing and it is powerful. A verse you've heard, but
But I want you to hear it again. I want you to hear it again for the first time. I'm just going to read a little clip from what Jesus said there in Mark chapter 11, verse 23. I tell you the truth, so says Jesus. You've already heard it this week probably. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. Jesus said that. Read it in its proper context. Find out what he's talking about. Find out if this is relevant to you or not. I'm telling you, it is relevant to you. And you cannot talk defeat and expect victory. If you're always talking defeat, 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 oh, I can't, I tried that, I can't, I can't, I can't. We don't expect no victory because you're not going to get it if you're only going to create with your words defeat, you see. Those things have got to be in line together. You can't talk lack all the time and expect abundance, you know, because you will produce what Jesus said there in Mark 11, what you say. You're going to produce what you say. It is, it is, this is biblical throughout the Bible. This is biblical. We need to be speaking what the Bible says. And it can change anything in a man or a woman or a boy or a girl's life. That's what I'm talking about. You know, with our words, you will either curse or you will bless your personal future. And the future of all those that are dear to you, with your words, you're going to curse or bless your future. we got a brand new year ahead of us. What do you want to do for it? I want it to be blessed. I want it to be blessed. And I can tell you, the best is yet to come. I'm telling you, that is absolutely 100% the truth. Do we have difficulties going on in our world right now? Is there stresses going on in our world right now? Has been since the beginning of time. But I'm going to tell you, God's word is true nevertheless. It is true. Um, Proverbs 18, 21. Have I already read this one? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life? Do you really believe that Life and death can be controlled by that little tongue there. It surely can. In ways that you never would imagine until one day we're in heaven. You're going, I didn't know that. I would have been more responsible for what I said if if I'd known I was creating with my my tongue. I'm sorry, Lord. I would have done differently. Things would have been different if I'd have known. He says it right here in his word. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. See, the moment we speak, our words take root and begin to grow. What did you plant today? What did you plant toward your wife? What did you plant toward your husband? What did you plant toward your kids? What did you plant toward your parents? What did you plant toward your neighbors? Did you plant life and blessings? Or did you plant death and curses? What are you saying? Because when the word goes out of your mouth, it takes root and starts growing. And we need to dig up a lot of those roots. And the way you can do it is by repentance and say, Lord, I'm sorry for all those things I've said. I want to plant good stuff from now on. 
I want to plant stuff that turns out to be a blessing. It's what I want to do, you know. And there are many thoughts that we ought to cast down. Thoughts that come in. You don't have to, did you know, you don't have to say everything you think. I don't know if you knew that or not. Everything comes in your mind, you don't have to say it out loud. A lot of things that comes into your mind, you should cast down. You know what I'm saying? Now, in case you didn't know that, that's the truth, okay? Because some people just say anything that comes in their mind. And it gets them in a whole lots of trouble lots of times. It really does. So don't let your thoughts become words and take root. That's what we don't want to do. Here's a familiar verse in Proverbs 3, 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will. Now, where can we find his will? Oh, I often call that the word. Because it's the word of God. Is the word of God his will? So if I say, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will or his words. Is his words powerful? Seek his words in all you do, and he shall show you which path to take. You ever need wisdom on what to do? That's the way you do it, you know? What are you, and, and, and just hear these little four statements, questions I'm going to ask you, and answer to yourself so we can relate to this and change it if we need to. What are you saying about your future? Think about it. Are you saying good stuff about your future? Or are you going like, you know what, this is going to be a lousy year just like it was last year. You're creating that, I promise you. It's going to be, it's going to be far worse because of your words. That's, that is the truth. You know. So what are you saying about your future? What are you saying about your family? Think about it. What are you saying about your family? What are you saying about your finances? What are you saying about your health? What are you saying about it? Because it is impacting it. Dynamically. And and you can speed up saying God's word. You can say say positive things in the word of God about you a hundred times in this year. Or you can say, a hundred times in the first day of this year. There is no limitation except you and what you believe. And we get a hold of God's word and let God's word get a hold of us. Now I meant to, to uh, cut me a big old black dot out, but I forgot to do so. But most of you have heard me use this illustration on a piece of paper where I would take a, a pen and then I would just draw a black dot on a piece of paper like that. Have most of you seen me do that before? And then I say, what do you see? And what do most people say? A black dot. And then what do I say? There's a big white sheet of paper I'm holding up there, you know? But our natural tendency is to be drawn to the black dot. And your natural tendency for 2020 and if I had a great big one, I was just going to stick it up here somewhere and say your, great, your, your tendency is going to be to focus on that black dot all year round. 
of what bad had happened or what's not going well, what's not going well in your relationships, what's not going well in your health, your wealth, and every other thing. And I'm not saying there ain't a black dot in your life, but Lord have mercy. You don't have to stare at the thing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Even a marriage is in really, really trouble. Usually just got a little old speck there. But you stare at it and you wake up and you're just looking at that speck. And you magnify that thing. And that's all you can see all day long is that black speck. That black speck. That black speck. And there's all these wonderful white sheets of the paper. The blessings of Almighty God are everywhere, but you can't see them. And I want to challenge you along that line. Don't just keep staring at the black speck because it ain't going to help. You do know that, right? It's not going to help us at all. Negative thoughts become what? They become negative words and they become negative actions. And they make, they, they take root and they make things happen. Positive. And, and I believe in being positive, but I believe in a lot more than just positive thinking. I'm, I'm talking about thinking on the word of God because it's the most positive thing that there is. God's got the answer for whatever it is that ails you. Whatever your problems are in life, God's word has the answer. And I'm, you know, I'm 64 years old. You know, I, I never said that till this year, you know. And uh, I have seen God has been faithful all these years. I don't mean we haven't had no battles. But God has been faithful every step of the way. He has. And he will be. Always. And I'm telling you, the best is truly yet to come. Would you change the things that you say about yourself? You know, and I want to say, you know, you should never, ever, ever, ever say, I'm not a good parent. You should never, ever say, I'm unattractive. You should never ever say, I'm clumsy. I've I've heard people say all these things right here in this building. Excusing, you know, fumbling something or whatever, or this or that or another, making an excuse for it by saying that. Don't say that. We're snared by the words of our mouth. The words go out of our mouth, they take root and they grow. I want to encourage you, don't ever say that you're stupid. Don't ever say that. You know, don't ever say I can't do things right. Don't say that. Don't say I'm a failure. Don't ever say that. That's contrary to what the Bible says. He, you want to speak what the Bible says about you? Find out what it is. Find out what he says about you and speak that out. That'll change you. Oh, it really will, you know. We should only speak God's word and only speak positive things about ourselves and about our children. And those who are in our sphere of influence. That's what I'm talking about. Colossians 3.17 says, Let every... Now what percentage is every? 100%. Let every detail in your lives... What's the next word? Words. What's the next one? Actions. And this is whatever. Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever... Be done in the name of the Master Jesus, 
thanking God the Father every step of the way. So are your words honoring God? When you talk about somebody, are you even talking about yourself? Are you criticizing God's child who you are? Are are you dishonoring God by the things? If you say you're stupid or clumsy or you'll never amount to nothing, you are dishonoring the God who created you. And and you're planting seeds that'll take root and grow. And you don't want to do that. You really don't want to do that. It says in Ephesians, we're just going to hit just a highlight of it. Ephesians 4.29 says, let everything you say be good and helpful. And then in the Message Bible, we talked about it last week. It says, say only what helps, each word a gift. Each word you say needs to be a gift to you. Each word you say needs to be a gift to any and everybody else who hears it. 1 Peter 3, 9 says, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults. When people insult you, instead, pay them back with a blessing. How do we bless people? Bless you. God bless you. How do we bless them? Yeah, and that comes from our words. We pray and we bless people. Hey, God bless you. Have a safe trip. God bless you. I'm going to tell you, there's more than just words to that. That word takes root and grows, and it helps to bring blessing. I'm telling you, it does. And we need to speak blessings to all the areas of our lives and our family's lives and those who are in our sphere of influence. We need to speak blessing into their lives. And the more you'll take this book to heart and memorize some of it, you've got a lot more to bless with. You really genuinely do. It's full of life, and it's, it's full of power, you know. So it says here, uh, verse 10, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 says, For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life, and just just a show of hands who genuinely want to enjoy the rest of your life. Just show of hands. Okay. That's three quarters, that's pretty good, you know. <laughs> okay. It says, if you want to enjoy life, and see many happy days. How many of y'all want to see many happy days? Okay, same crowd. That's good. <laughs> many happy days. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. If you want to live happy days, many happy days, and enjoy life, the Bible says keep your tongue from speaking evil. What kind of evil? Any kind of evil. Dirty jokes? That's evil. Criticizing people? Putting your pastor's sermon down or something like that? <laughs> but I forgive you for that one, you know. But you think about it. He says it right here. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days. Our words are the secret to a happy and long life. Our words are. And I'll bet you most people didn't ever learn that nowhere. Maybe didn't even read it in the Bible. 
didn't know how your words are affecting you. Wondering, well, I wonder why I didn't get that job. Well, you said it a thousand times. I'm probably not going to get that job. I'm probably not going to get that job. What do you think? I, I don't think I'll get that job. I don't think I'm going to get that job. Why would you want to hire a jerk like me? I'm not going to get that job. And when you go, hey, am I going to get a job? Well, we don't want you. Well, I didn't think I was going to get anyhow. <laughs> you created it. You were trapped and snared by it. You said it, it took root, and it grew. We got to be careful what we're saying. And you know what? Not just Don't just not say negative things. I'm telling you to focus on saying what the Word of God says because it's powerful and it will change you. It will change things. It really will, you know? Be careful with your words. Once they're said, they can only be forgiven and not forgotten. I, I probably need, well, probably for tonight, I just probably need one volunteer. I promise it won't hurt much. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. Two volunteers is even better. No, come on. Yeah. Two. Come on. Mike, if you come, bring him with you. Three volunteers will be fine. Come on. You need to help him up here. Okay. Favorite. All right. Now, would you open that for me? All of us? All of you. Absolutely. I need three more volunteers. Come on down. Let's go. John, where are you, John? I see you hiding over there. There's one. Okay, thank you. Okay, all right. There we go. We got the crew here now. Yes, we do. Now, I want y'all... To pair off, don't you come over here a little bit closer. Don't you get a buddy with you, okay? You just stand sideways so everybody can see you. You stand over here. I want you to come this away and turn this away so everybody can see you. There you go. I want y'all to do the same thing. Mike, right here. Okay, no, no, you, you can't block. You're blocking. I want everybody to see what happens here. This is important. Yes, please face the lights in the back of the church, okay? Now, what these guys, would you open your tube of toothpaste? Okay, well, now, you probably figured it out by now. Is it open? It's open. Okay, I want you to hold out your hands. Now, I want you to put that toothpaste as much as possible in his hand like this. Let me just show you how it works. Oh, no. Hang on. It'll be okay. No, leave, leave it there. It'll be all right. And we'll help you get rid of it in a moment. Okay, okay. Oh, put it all there. And we ain't got time. We ain't got time now. Come on. You can use two hands. You don't want to mess up our beautiful carpet here or nothing. Okay. You got it? Yep. Is that all you can get out of there? Okay, you know, okay. you got two hands. Come on. Use them all. You know what I'm saying? Didn't anybody teach you to roll from the back of the tube? You know what I'm saying? Okay. There you go. Hold on to it. Okay. All right. Wait, wait, wait. This is only halfway through. We going fishing? Yeah. Because we can get the fish. I know. You can. Absolutely. Now, what I want you to do, I'm going to give you just a couple minutes. 
And the guys who's holding it are really better at this problem. But help. So take the lid off. Put it back in the tube. Let's put it back in the tube. How am I going to do that? Any way you want. I don't care. And do I have some paper towels back there? Can you bring them on up here? No, are you trying? You got to at least try. You're not trying? You did try. I tried. I can't do it, Pastor Rod. You can't? How long do you think it would take to get it back in there? A couple years. A couple years? Mike over here says forever. And you said a couple years. Okay, well, I want you to see something right now. It's easier to take your words back that you've spoken out than it is to get this toothpaste back in that tube. So you got to be careful about where you're squirting your words out. Because you can't just take them back. People can forgive you, but they... How is it? Good. Oh, right. You have some paper towels there? Would you give some paper towels to these guys right here? Now, if y'all want to keep that, you can just put it in your pocket and take it home. Use it over the next week. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Would you give them a great applause for us? And you can help Billy here. All right. Y'all going back to the connections desk back there. Oh, no, you can have it. That's one of the perks for helping me out here. You get to keep the empty tube. Give them another applause. They need it. Now, the Bible does say in Luke 6, 31, do to others as you would like them to do to me. I wonder, does that mean that I want them squirting toothpaste in my hand? I don't think so, you know. But we, we speak only good and helpful things to others, knowing that when my word goes out, I can't recall it and take it away. When someone says something really bad or mean, and they go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, does it really take it away? No, no it doesn't. And some people do that intentionally. The media does that all the time. Oh, well, we retract it on the very back of the back page. You know, well, we made a mistake. You know, we retract it. You know, don't mean nothing. So when you're saying words about somebody or to somebody, you know, it affects people and you can't take them back. Somebody can forgive you, but, you know, it'll never really be forgotten because it is causing things to happen. Uh, Okay, guys, this is worth coming out tonight. It really is, you know. You know, the, the, the word of God has phenomenal power. And our words have phenomenal power. And if you want to have a happy marriage, I want to tell you three little words that you should whisper in your wife's ear twice a week. Pay pay very close attention. Let's eat out. Made everybody happy. How about that? So words are powerful, are they not? So say those powerful, life-changing words uh, when you get a chance to do so. Okay, let me see here. Where am I at? Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. Again, it says, be gracious in your speech. The goal is to bring out the 
best in others. We want to give people oxygen. What happens if you don't get oxygen? You'll die. We want to give them oxygen. And we don't want to throw them an anchor. If they're out there close to the water, you want to throw somebody an anchor, she's going to take them to the bottom and drown? Make sure your words are oxygen, not an anchor to them that helps them and lifts them up and blesses them. It's what we want to do. Psalms 19 verse 14, I've shared this with you before, but it's so important that we get it into our heart that we'll think about it every morning when we start our day. May the words of my mouth, may the words of my mouth, almighty God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, that's what I'm thinking about. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Now, is everything that you're thinking about, is it pleasing to God? Is it? It's not. Then we need to change it. We really do because those thoughts will become words and actions. They take root and they they grow. You know, they, they really do. So don't get up in the morning with the the blahs saying, it's going to be a lousy day. (laughs) Even if there's snow on the ground. You know, God can work in the midst of that and work a miracle. He really, really can. That's not pleasing to God to start every day that way, you know. I can't help myself. but like, this is going to be a great day. It is going to be a great day. Tonight's going to be a fantastic night. Tomorrow's going to even be better. Have you had an awesome day today or what? And that was, you know, courtesy of Almighty God. He loves us and he's crazy about us. And he wants us to learn about his kingdom. He wants us to learn about what he does and how he does it and why he does it. He's got purpose behind it all. And we can trust him and get kind of connected in there if we want to, you know. There's an old saying, used to be a song people would say, sing, something good is going to happen to you this very day. Is, is that possible to believe that? People who had a lot of bad negative stuff could, could, could bucket that. Go, I don't believe that, you know. Don't do that. Don't cater to the whispers that the devil keeps whispering in your ears. We need to believe, yes, something good is going to happen to me today. And I do believe when God closes one door, he opens another one, and it's usually a whole lot better than the one that just got closed in front of me, you know? And we need to believe that, and we need to speak that into existence. We're created in his very image, you know? And I'm going to tell you, the person who believes what you say more than anybody else, you. When you say, man, I'm a failure, you believe it more than your neighbor does or your boss does. You really do it because it's coming out of you. It affects you dynamically. So don't speak a word out that will take root and grow unless it's a positive, life-filled one. That's what I'm talking about. Let me see here. Um, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says, For the word of God is full of 
living power. Did you know that? Did you know that the, the, the Bible, the, the word of God is full of living power and you can't squeeze it out. But when you take it and it goes in here or here, gets into here and it comes out of your mouth, boom, that's where it becomes living power at. That's where it begins to change things. Just laying it in somebody's room, you know, and they never open it and read it or nothing. It don't really do much for them. But when you read it and you hear it, you chew on it a little bit, and it comes back up out of your heart, comes out of your mouth, and in your actions, it takes root and grows, and it changes things. It's full, and you can have just as much of it as you want. You can have just as much of it as you want. It is a choice, you know. There's an old song. I wonder if you know it. If, it, if you do, please sing it. And maybe they'll have it on the screen. If, I don't know if it goes, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. Hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day. He will make a way, he will make a way. And that's the truth. God will make a way for you. You're his idea, you're his thought, you're his creation, you're his child. And he's crazy about you and he'll make a way for you. You just got to believe that. The enemy of our soul wants us to think negative. He wants us to speak negative, to create things that are negative that will grow and take over us. The devil's a liar, and he don't care a hoot about you except to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what the devil's after. God is all into blessing you with an abundance of life. Romans chapter 4, 17. Listen to what it says here. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, Abraham, who is the father of faith, I have made you the father of many nations. That's what God said. Do you know how many children Abraham had at that moment? Zero. That is what the scripture means. When God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life. Do you believe that God brings the dead back to life? Do you believe in the resurrection? Do you believe you walk on the streets of gold one day? This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings back the dead to life and who creates New things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. Hoping is a confident expectation for the future. That's what hope means. A confident expectation for the future. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. He was believing it because God's word said it. He was believing it. For God had said to him, that's how, many, that's how many descendants you will have. The King James Bible says it this way. Listen to this. Chew on it and see if you can get some good out of it. It says, so God called, or he spoke, those things which, God spoke those things which be not as though they were. God said, 
You're the father of many nations. He had no kids yet. None. He didn't have a, a kid until he was about 100 years old or so. But his children were absolutely, fantastically numerous. God can create much out of nothing for a man or a woman who believes in him, puts her trust in him, and begins to speak the same words that God says. I mean, when God's saying something to you and about you and blessing you and you're going, I don't believe you, I don't believe you, I don't believe you, you'll probably win. That's just the way it is in this old life. But I don't think you want to win that one. You remember uh, a fellow by the name of Gideon? He was trying to get some food for his uh, family during a war, and he was hiding at night down behind this uh, vat, and he was trying to get some wheat out of the husk over there, and God sent an angel over there to him. And the angel's standing up, clear sight of everybody. It's not a safe thing to do during a battle. And he says to Gideon there, he says, Oh, thou mighty man of valor. And you know what Gideon did is just like, is there somebody else around here? (laughs) Seriously. God calls those things that look like they be not as though they were. And you can speak the positive. You can speak the word of God when it seems like everything is against you. I'm not talking about lying. But God saw something deep on the inside of Gideon, and Gideon rose up and became that. He genuinely did. God spoke it into his life. Joel chapter 3, verse 10 says, you know what a plow is that you plow? It's got that little blade down there underneath it and all. And you know how they have these little things that they prune with? It's got a hook on them. They're farmer's tools. It says, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears, and let the weak say, I am weak. Is that what it said? God's word says, let the weak say what? I am strong. He said, let the weak say I am strong. You say, well, isn't that lying? Don't he say thou shalt not lie? That's not lying. It's speaking the truth. It's speaking life. It's what God has spoken about you, you know? I mean, there's a, an old song we used to sing. It goes, it says, Give thanks for a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his Son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his Son. Can y'all see it? Well, if you can, sing it now. And now, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, what? I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Now, this is a song based upon biblical principles. And now, let the weak say, I am strong. Let's sing it. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks. 
That is amazing. Those principles are all taught throughout the Bible. And it sounds like you're lying. No, it's not. You're saying what God says. It's so easy for us to take the path of least resistance. That's to, to fall down and stay down. To believe the negative. The Bible says that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus, I have come to give you life in all of its fullness. Life in all of its abundance is what he's talking about. Philippians chapter 4 verse 18 says, At the moment I have all I need. And and this is a verse we should all memorize. At the moment I have all I need and more. And this same God, this is Paul saying, And this same God who takes care of me will supply, what's that word? What percentage is all? And, and this God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us where? In Christ Jesus. Well, the question here is, are you in Christ Jesus? Are you in a relationship with Christ Jesus? Have you welcomed him into your life? That's the key. And then he says, all of your needs will be met according to God's riches in glory for those who are in a relationship with Christ Jesus. That's the bottom line. That makes, that changes things. I am in Christ Jesus. And I am the head and I am not the tail. I am above and I am not beneath. This is things that the Bible says. I'm a partaker of his divine nature. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. These are things that I know what the Bible says and I speak them often. And it changes our life. You know, for a puny old, you know, very negative kid that I was and fearful and frightened of everything, you know, God changed me because I begin to read his word and it's just like, oh my, if this book here is true, it changes things. And when, when you find it in there, you grab a hold of that promise as your very own and you speak it and you believe it and you pray it and you live it out there is what I'm talking about. Well, we're just about done here. Don't forget the offering, okay? You got to give me your offering before you leave here tonight. If you came in a little bit late tonight, you're going like, I better leave real quick then. Whoa, he's going to take an offering? Yes. Okay. Anyhow, I really don't have time to get into all. I had a whole lot more I wanted to share with you. And a song. Boy, that'll be for next week, okay? But there's a lot. Let me just give you one scripture. Can I just give you one? They're all good, but this is one good one. It says in Jeremiah 15, 16. It says, when I discovered your words, I devoured them. Can you imagine somebody? Have you ever been so hungry when somebody put your plate of food on the table, you devoured it? I mean, not just like picking at it over three, four hours, but you just like, more, you know. This is what it says in Jeremiah 15, 16. When I discovered your, your words, I devoured them. The Living Bible says, your words were what sustained, which means to nourish. Your words are what sustained me. They are food to my hungry soul. Listen to that. They are my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord God of heaven's armies. Now, I got a whole bunch of verses I want to share, but I don't have time, but we're going to put together a list that you are making. So tonight, before you leave, if you would, 
If you've got a piece of paper, use it. Do I have a... Can you bring them up here? So when you get ready to leave, in just a few moments, I'm going to pray and, and release you. we got some uh, buckets, some baskets here. There's lots of uh, these cards here. I'm just going to throw a few of them down here on the thing there so you'll see them all around. And thank you, Sue, for getting that. And Michelle, there's a whole bunch of pens. And uh, what I would like you to do is to write me, and if all you can do is give me the scripture reference, that's okay. I'd like your name to be on it, you know, just, just so I know that you're reading the Bible. But what I'm really after is the scripture you give me, and I'm sure a lot of you give me the same reference, and that's okay, but we're going to put together a list that we're going to compile it and then give it back to everybody, probably by next week. So these are powerful verses that you can work at memorizing if you want to, we're going to teach you how to memorize scripture some. Just a few minutes it'll take next week. So before I release you to write down your offering, which is a, a scripture reference, that's all I'm asking you to give tonight, okay? Now, if you want to give a million bucks, that'll be accepted as well, okay? <laughs> but what I'm asking for tonight is a scripture reference. Okay, let's bow our heads together. Father, I thank you for these men and women who are in this building tonight, in in the day. I thank you for the men and women who are downstairs. I thank you for those who are in our balcony and all those special ones who are watching online. Oh, mighty God, bless each and every one of them. May we learn these truths and may it become a part of us and may it change our lives forever. And Lord, all that we face in 2020, and 20, oh, it's going to be the best year we ever had. We're looking, almighty God, to you in the future. And we know you got a purpose and a plan f- for our lives. And Father, so we just surrender and submit ourselves unto you. And now I would like us all to just reaffirm our faith in Christ before we do dismiss. And those who are here or watching online who have not called upon the name of Christ and declared faith in him before, Or maybe you've just drifted away. Would you pray with me right now? Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that you love me. And that's why you sent your son Jesus. I believe he gave his life for me. And I believe he rose from the dead. I believe he's knocking at the door of my heart right now. And he wants to come in. And I want to be in relationship with him. I'm sorry for my sinful ways. I turn from those things. And I choose to live my life for Jesus. And I receive your forgiveness. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen.